The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We are all dumber today for what you have said. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian Whittington. Hello there. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, how is everybody? How's everybody doing? Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. I keep yeah. forgetting that, like, the. I, I, it's funny. Every week, you've been doing this for quite a few weeks now. I don't mm-hmm. remember when I mentioned the Baffle Gabbers thing. Was that when we did that live you. recording? Last yes. time we did an in-person recording, one of the questions, we did a Q&A for that episode. Yeah. We recorded a Q&A episode, and one of the questions... Uh, was what the B in B team oh, that's right. that's stood what it for. Was. Oh, awesome. And uh, and so, yeah, one of the words we found was baffle gabber. And, yes. uh, and so it and described I, I us well enough. I remember you saying that's going to be a thing, and then it did become a thing. So And then it became a thing. Imagine that. Followed through. <laughs> no, uh, look at Occasionally. I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm through. good. I'm just, uh, it's uh, actually for once been kind of a chill week. <laughs> Kind of, maybe. <laughs> nice. Well, you only wrote on commercials this week. That's why. Oh, well, this week, as far as what was published. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, in case you don't remember and did not hear that episode, uh, baffle gabbers are people who intentionally use confusing mm-hmm. or unintelligible jargon uh, to get their point across. Uh, yeah, when I saw that, that I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Did we There's do like that? There's like a trolley aspect to it that is perfectly uh-huh. us. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, let's get into some baffle gabbing. I'm uh, fine, by the way. I'm great. I'm doing really, really well in case you wanted to ask. You that's, know, that's uh, Ian, I just didn't care. I honestly <laughs> did not care how you were doing. Um, you, you seem You seem wonderful. So I just assumed good. all was good. Yeah. Jonathan, great. on the other hand, seems down. So I just, I wanted to give yeah. him a little opportunity to talk a little bit. And, and this, is just, this is just this is just lack of sleep. That's uh, <laughs> that's just his face. I've been doing my job. Third grade home. I mean, fifth grade. Third grade. I just, like de-aged my daughter by a lot. Uh, fifth grade homework and uh, going nice. to dance class. And yeah, it's been a it's been a week. No, Ian, I nice. wanted to let Jonathan have some time in the spotlight. But hey, if you need some spotlight yeah, on YouTube, the then we'll. <laughs> Let's hit this inside scoop. <laughs> What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the processes of sending them, and how we felt about the movie or show or commercial in general. Uh, and I'd like to kick it off by asking Ian, how was your week, man? How you been? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You can baffle gab. Just right. get baffle gabbed. All right. Uh, Doritos Flying Pig is the commercial <laughs> sins this week. Jonathan writing this one. Jonathan, how was your experience uh, writing the Dorito? I remember this one. This was a Super Bowl one, so yeah, I've actually I seen it. Too. Yeah. I don't remember. I forgot to. I don't remember how long ago it was. I think it was like 2018 or something. But uh, it's been a bit. no, yeah, no. This was a. Uh, 
this was a fun one to write on. I remembered the kid for some reason because he looked like uh, he kind of looked like Ralphie from uh, is it Ralphie from Christmas Story? I don't know. He kind of like Peter Billingsley from Christmas Story. Oh, uh, so that's what he reminded me of. So that's how, how I remember the commercial. Um, no, it was actually it it flowed. This one flowed pretty easily. Like I didn't. I I don't think I had to mess with it for too long. Uh, everything was kind of there, especially that dude that was just still eating the Doritos. After <laughs> the guy built Forever. the kid built a jetpack for a mm-hmm. pig, yeah, uh, and then that guy's still out there just eating Doritos. Like, yeah, what are they paying the plans, this man for? Though. Huh? Yeah, they are, he already had the plans, so you know, <laughs> yeah. he's done half the work. He's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah, the the plans he didn't have the. It was thank God he didn't say fuck you, kid. I don't want. I didn't want to see those plans. But uh, <laughs> the fact that the kid is a precock is the thing you need to focus on. Oh yeah. For he he knew what was happening, but yeah, no, it was, right. I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's it's actually a pretty funny commercial for what it's trying to do. I think this is one of the few where I actually remember what it's about, uh, mm. which is interesting because it doesn't really focus too much on the Doritos. But I don't know. Uh, sometimes I guess if you just put something interesting in front of you, somebody you can you can you know you they just that's what pops up in your head. I guess that's what advertising's supposed to do, and it rare rarely works for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But so I don't know. It was fun. It's interesting because I don't know why I, it must. I think something about the Doritos commercials and the reason they work is the tone. I, yeah. The concept here is not all that funny. No. He said, oh, when pigs fly and the kid made pigs fly. And that's, you know, it's kind of dumb, actually. It's mm-hmm. like a really dumb concept. <laughs> but the, you know, it is. It but, is. but the tone makes it work. There's something about, like, the casting of that kid, the, the, you know, the attitude that they interact together, the visuals of the pig flying have this real interesting, quirky tone to them. And I think Doritos does this really well. And, and part of the reason they've done it really well is they've they've had fans make these commercials. And so they're getting a lot of like fresh ideas on, you know, mm. uh, comedic presentation. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's a fun commercial that kind of shouldn't work, but does. Um, and it's like interesting that way. It's interesting to me, too, the small things that you just kind of notice sometimes that like really make it effective. But like the way he just hands the kid this, the chips. <laughs> Like, what, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying that guy should like win an Oscar, but I'm just saying like, that's a really nice moment that I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think acting's as easy as a lot of people think it is. And it's, it's, it's hard to make things look natural. And that was just, I don't know. Yeah. That stuck out to me for some reason. Totally. I had to remove, uh, mention the first sin, which, uh, basically is just a sin for him being mean to the kid. And then you're like, wait, is that supposed to be a sin removal? And then you save it by making it a pig's fly cliche. And that uh, was actually because I I wrote that initially. And then that was my thought. I love that when your thought process gets actually put into the sin. Because then I was like, wait a second. Yeah, Yeah. that's always Mm -hmm. fun. That's like that one. My favorite of all time is that one where Jeremy's like something about, I mean, what? Like Jesus? Oh, wait a second. I mean, like Jesus. Uh, the pigs in space uh, audio over the sentence also slayed me. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Pigs in space. space. Uh, Ian, what about you on this one? Um, yeah, never saw this commercial. I must have missed it at the Super Bowl. And um, usually, like the Super Bowl commercials, okay, will make. Hold on it- one second. I have a question about that. Actually, can I ask you a question Go about that? So, is of the course. Super Bowl on at like eleven thirty at night? Because <laughs> it's yeah, live, of course. You right? Can- yeah, you can do pay-per-view and you can watch it um, if you're into it. And there were a few years back, um, I imagine this was local to my university or whatever. Um, not a few years back, that would be a decade ago. Great. Um, <laughs> for some reason, American football got really big over here and people yeah. were picking a team randomly, 
Obviously not based on geography. Well, then we or can play over there too now. We always have one or two, if not like three or four games. Yeah, now. a couple of like token games. Um, like it came to London at one point, but yeah, and there's this very oddly specific following. Um, so yeah, we'll watch it. But yeah, it's on at crazy times in the in the night. Um, so it's just it's not something we live and breathe. It's not really in yeah. the public consciousness. Um, but a lot of the trailers and the commercials make it over here because people, they companies go to a lot of extra effort to make them mm-hmm. but yeah this one i don't remember seeing at all um yeah it's great the Our, pig flies the kid gets the chips cool <laughs> are doritos a hot item in london i love doritos that's one of the american favorite flavor is big over here the 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 chili one the hot chili is it oh, whatever okay. the red packaging is the well the red the, packaging is the main chip that's just the nacho cheese no that's orange over here yeah, there uh, there is actually. I the it used to be orange here, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's there's red the here cool, now. The cool one that's blue, blue, cool orange, orange. The, blue. the red hot one is red over here. That's my favorite. The really oh, spicy one. Nice. I just like cool. traditional. Yeah, yeah, they're good stuff. Um, but yeah, in terms of things, that, that's a weird way to say what the fuck is wrong with you, kid? Right before Ralph runs away to call the police and explain <laughs> this farm he works at is raising a soon-to-be serial killer. Yes. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved it. Good stuff. Uh, all right, let's move into TV sins. Uh, we are continuing to sin Hawkeye. Uh, episode five, Ronin, uh, is the episode. This was a Hughes Whittington script, so Danae and yeah, Ian writing on this one. So, Ian, kick us off. Uh, some of your thoughts on episode five of Hawkeye. Yeah, I really, really like this episode. Um, it might be my favorite of the mm-hmm. the whole series. Florence Pugh is a gift. She's she's great. Unbelievable. She's so great in this. Just. I don't care if the accent is slightly dodgy or whatever. It's she's just so great to watch. When mm-hmm. um when Kate throws that hot sauce at her, it's just the way she like just puts it to one side and delivers the hi. It's oh man, she killed me. She's so funny. Yeah. Just her delivery online is so so great. For all of the stick that we gave it in the script, I love the kingpin kingpin reveal mainly because just Vincent D'Onofrio. He's just mm-hmm. great. He's so good in the Daredevil series. I just love seeing him in this. Um, we'll go into it next week or whenever, whether he was used properly or used to the best <laughs> of his abilities. Right. We're going to say no. Well, I think it was just supposed to be kind of like, guess what? We're using Kingpin. You know, yeah, it was... but it doesn't have to be, does it? It's it, No, no, it no, I agree. Great, it was a great punch, but when you... Spoiler, when you see what happens in No Way Home and combine it with that, I wanted it to have a bit of extra bit of extra meat on the bone oh you wanted it to be bad <laughs> shut up <laughs> not even gonna acknowledge that even though i did since, since we're talking about it i do think the way disney is handling the incorporation of daredevil characters into their content mm-hmm. is different than anything else they it's even different to what some of the other things they did in no way home which i think were handled mm-hmm. much more fully and completely and given it's almost know, half-assed isn't it, it it's really almost is. like, like the, the token it, or just lip service yeah both in no way home and here in hawkeye i just felt it's mm-hmm. just like it's just supposed to be that like cameo guys uh-huh. you know kind of is thing is it to acknowledge and, it so that you guys shut up about it yeah but it's done the opposite people want a daredevil film i want a daredevil film sure 
He's fantastic. Charlie Cox. I'm sorry, but we uh, were you not around when they made a Daredevil film? I saw it. (laughs) No, I don't think I don't think that exists. There's I've heard rumors of it, but it's not a film. Yeah, it's like the it's like the rumored uh, fourth Indiana Jones movie. Doesn't doesn't I thought that yeah I thought the asshole that worked in the mall in Mallrats was was Daredevil, but I could be wrong. (laughs) No, I think you're wrong. I I think you're wrong. I don't think that happened. The the mullet guy from the Miami Vice movie, he might have been Bullseye, maybe. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think you're mistaken. Oh, okay. <laughs> who actually though? Who was uh, Michael Clark Duncan? Was Kingpin in that? He was. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I sinned. I think I mentioned him in this. It's either this episode or the next one. I did a reference I, to him. I've only seen that movie once. I saw it in the theater and I've never watched it again. Yeah. He he might it's be the best crazy. thing in that movie. Whatever Easily. that means. Easily. Yeah. I miss um, Michael Clark Duncan so much. The uh, the other part of the episode I really loved was, I mean, unsurprisingly, nothing to do with Hawkeye, um, but the relationship between Clint and his wife. Yeah. Is, I I was so ready for that to be another element of conflict or something that's going to bog him down, but they do the perfect balance of supportive wife, but not necessarily approving. Like It's not like she's a, a doormat and just says, yeah, you do whatever you want. It's like... You don't need my permission. I'll support you however I can. I would still like you to be home for the kids. We'll leave it there. There's not this big conflict, and it's mm-hmm. just nice to see a healthy relationship. And and the narrator being like, "Hey, doesn't it have to be conflict? It can be supportive." I agree because even if you put it in the context of like most movies with police officers, like the wives are always, always. just so pissed off, and like you're yeah. never home, and it's just it's this cliche. It's tiring. It, there's a reason cliches like that get tiring. So, yeah, I love. And she's that. awesome. I mean, she's a great actor. She is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's incredible. It really gives her agency, and that's the main thing for me. 100%. Like, a hundred percent makes her a human being, a full, complete human being with agency to have her own opinions and to mm-hmm. be whatever part of that relationship she uh, deems to be, and to have conversations that are mature and uh, equal in level. And it's unfortunate you just don't see that in a in a lot of relationships. It's no. always the wet blanket. It's always the rounders you know thing where it's like why are you always doing you know you can't do this why do you do like it's you're just you're never here for me I was yeah. like, you know, I mean if they ever did a Hawkeye to. movie maybe they could focus somewhat on her but when you're doing an Avengers movie where you've already got like you know mm-hmm. 12 people that are kind of above Jeepers. her I mean, it's hard yeah. to mm-hmm. That's why I think yeah. these TV shows can do, and that's the best parts, I think, of these TV shows, mm-hmm. yeah. is just yeah, giving totally these smaller characters uh, more to do, and it's, yeah. it's fun. My favorite scene was the the very, very final one, where the narrator reluctantly is like, okay, fine, just tell me what movie to watch, and I'll do the three seasons of another <laughs> TV show that may or may not be on canon that isn't on Disney+. Plus. What the... F-? And then just the string of swears. Oh, it's, and a, mm-hmm. it's about to be it's on a, Disney+, Plus, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what's fun. that's so. interesting. Uh, after this came out, uh, Disney was like, um, "Yeah, we'll see." Disney was yeah. like, "Yeah, nope, no longer on Netflix. Taking that off." I just hope they actually put them on something and don't just. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, the Marvel shows on Netflix are leaving on the twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried that Disney is going to like keep them in the vault or whatever because they want to do their own them. stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe. But the, it, Daredevil in particular is. A is fantastic it's really good but yeah and there was a lot of laughs in the comments from that so it's always it's always nice to see see a few people respond positively to it to a joke yeah no 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 it was uh mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of fun and we will have more on that in the future of this episode mm-hmm. uh jonathan what about you what are your thoughts on uh, hawkeye ronin in the sins video did you write on this no, this was uh, Danae and Ian. Oh, I thought I thought you said I thought it was you. I thought you said Sorensen. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got 
I have to keep forgetting to tell my wife about that, by the way. Uh, I also don't know that I put it in the outtakes for last week's <laughs> yeah, you episode. Did. It was, I it did. was like, it was, I think you had to because we mentioned it in yeah. the episode itself or something, like right at the out. beginning. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I make you put stuff in. If I want an outtake in, that's my secret weapon. I it's just go in. <laughs> yeah, mention it in the main uh, show. Right. I loved this episode as well. I think this is when I realized, yeah, I'm really digging this show. And I yeah. loved. But the way they brought Yelena in, I guess I should just say that impressed me more than all the like cameos and stuff they did. In no way home, uh, no way home, right? No way home. Fuck off home. Whatever it's called. Uh, A great anyway. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, so good. Um, but I love Yelena. I think that's I think that's the main reason I like this though. I just I I love I love Yelena. She's be quickly becoming like one of my favorite Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or MCU characters, I guess. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I didn't I've never read much of her in the in the comics, but I guess if they're going to be doing this Young Avengers or uh, Thunderbolts or whatever it is they're planning on doing, I have no idea. I would assume she's going to be part of that. So I I hope she's not done. Um, as far as the sins, uh, so we're just throwing out rugs rather than having them professionally cleaned. Now you can be rich. Don't be wasteful. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was very funny. <laughs> I also like you put that he would he doesn't want to put Kate in danger, but he has no issue with grills. Like he's just going to go yeah. to his place and mm-hmm. set him up. Screw this uh, guy. And then it's, how do you not mention, he's still an Avenger was what they said in the show. And the sin is, okay, now I'm lost. I thought we were talking about Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new favorite type of sin. <laughs> and it only works for one show. So I know. So sad. And then the uh, the the Die Hard with a Vengeance outtake with the how many pies do I have? I just that's yes. hilarious. I I, say, I quote that a lot, like that Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons line. Yeah, so, yeah, good how stuff. Many went to send hives, pies, pies, cats, cats, wives, and all. I uh, I enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed uh, the rest. I don't really have too much new to say about the show. Um, it was a pleasant watch. As far as the Sins video, uh, it's just a matter of time before the big guy gets involved, Jesus. And then the sin is, no one saw that plot twist coming. Jesus is the big guy of Hawkeye? Uh, Why not, though? Everybody keeps saying Mephisto's going to show up. Why can't Jesus show up? Yeah, why not Jesus? And you already mentioned the sin off for the relationship, which uh, I wanted to mention as well. And then just Mm -hmm. the eagle eyes of one of the writers who I think I assume know who it is to notice the manicure on the nails. Um, like Beautiful. Ju- that could go either to, way, actually. Just to spot, it absolutely could. But but Danae oh, has Danae. Yeah. Danae has made herself known for just these like split mm-hmm. second eagle eye continuity things that matter. You know, she's like, the frame by frame person. They right. will spot things in a in a shot. Yeah. I've already forgotten how to do frame by frame on. I'm gonna have to get that information from you guys again. Um, but um, but I wrote I wrote with Danae recently, and I did one of those sends about something in the background, and I was like, oh, she's gonna be so happy, like you know. And then she's Yay. like, I think we need to cut it. It's really blurry. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like you're right. It is. Shoot. But you did uh, the right thing, trying to yeah. impress Danae. You, yes. Your heart was in the right place. <laughs> uh, so yeah, catching the manicure of the nails and how they'd grown was I actually remember going, um, I remember reading that in the Combine, and I was like, there's no way that is obvious enough to be worth sinning. Went in, and I was like, nope, absolutely is. That's huge, yeah. hugely different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, speaking of good stuff, let's move on to Squid Game. Uh, Ganbu uh, was the name Ganbu. of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was Ian and me, Dicer Whittington's script uh, for this one. The seventh episode, I believe, in the first season. Sixth? 
sixth episode in the first season. Thank you, Jonathan. That is correct. So I guess I'll start uh, and Mm -hmm. just say I think it's the best episode of the series. Uh, I Uh think it's incredibly emotional and evocative. I think the stuff with number one is um, is really beautiful and challenging. There's like this this show tries to do. What this show tries to do overall, this episode nails, which is to show how the the dregs of human nature can impact us all and uh, and that we all have stuff to work on as far as greed and survival and selfishness and all that kind of stuff. And the way it handles it is absolutely um, incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's powerful. I think we honored that in the script. Uh, I think we had a couple of ways we we mentioned that. I will say, but still, the marble stuff is ridiculous in this <laughs> I episode. I wish it had been a better game. <laughs> I really do. Like it should have been chaos. You're talking about how they were just like, you can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, it's like, how's well, that fair? I, why? What if I just snatched his marble bag without being violent? See, I mean, that's, that's that's the thing. Yeah. You, you could argue game. that. Yeah. And there are people in the kind of maybe stealing somebody's comment section or or what. I may be stealing my own comment section, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm stealing game. my own comment section. No. <laughs> um, but but who I'll, needs I'll a mention format? Who, yeah, who needs a format? I, I'll just mention it now. Um, the there were people in the the comments talking about how the game, if you just interpret what they say, at least in the dubbing. You could just trade marbles and both be okay because the way they say it is you can do anything without violence to get the your opponent's 10 marbles. Well, both people can have their opponent's That's 10 true. marbles. Oh, so, man. Like- <laughs> yes. Oh, I missed that. I Yeah, because it doesn't say 20. It does say your opponent's 10. doesn't yeah. mean you have to hold on to your own. All of your opponent's oh, marbles. no. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I wish they'd have revealed that at the end. Like... I don't understand why you didn't just swap marbles. And right. everyone just looks at each other like, oh, we're terrible people. Yeah, we that's are like, terrible. They, yeah, but uh, you guys have actually seen the rest of the series. I haven't. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, there's like that thing like at the end of like, I think it was Saw 5, where like the characters, they started off with like six people and in each room someone would die. But then they realized at the end they needed all of them to do, mm-hmm. the, to do yeah. the final thing. It's something mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's fascinating. It's the amount of blood that they needed to fill up the, yeah, the yeah, tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, saw. Uh, so <laughs> the, uh, I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying that made me think of hey, that. I'll defend it. So anyhow, uh, yeah, the, it's just the ridiculousness of of that they could have done whatever they want. They're just making mm-hmm. up rules as they go. The guards are changing rules at whim, like completely arbitrarily. They're like, "Hey, okay, we'll do this." You know, the guy it's that's like, "Can we play a different game? Because this isn't fair." Sure, yeah, why change not? Change the game. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> and why does that guy even agree to play another game? He had almost won. Like, yeah. I, none well, of because a, you a lot of that doesn't of make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 it, it is a shame in an otherwise pretty emotional and spectacular uh, mm-hmm. episode uh, that that the foundational Squid Game of said Squid Games was so squiffy, squidfy, yes, squidfy, Squif- squidfy, yeah, yeah, nice. So uh, so yeah, those are those are my thoughts. Um, Ian, what about you? Um, yeah, it's pretty much one of the best episodes of television I watched last year. Mine, even with the the Marvel game nonsense um it's somehow manages to make um gihana a terrible terrible human that i still care still about. love and care and for I'm yeah still relatable to and just think would i have done anything different because one of you is going mm-hmm. it's either both of you or one of you 
Um, and he has a he has a tumor. He's not long for the world. Probably won't survive the next game. Amazing, he survived this far. You can be as moral as as you want, but face to face with it, what would you do? Um, mm. And that moment where number one when he turns it reveals. Oh. So you've been stealing from your friend this whole time. That's great. Gosh darn it. I felt like he was talking to me. Because I was like, yeah. yeah, I did. I stole your marbles. I'm so sorry. That is crushing. And f- the grace that he still gives in the marbles and says, you got the best chance of winning. You got Now, there's obviously other layers to that when you get to the back end of the series, but it's still beyond powerful. Um, and mm-hmm. even the side characters that are having um, the two women, I forget their names, um, the the journey that they go on together as mm-hmm. well, and their their deep conversation. That's how you do exposition. That's how you do backstory. It's it's a great 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 episode. Um, but yeah. it was still very easy to sin. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <it> was. <laughs> the one of, I think my favorite sins to talk through with you was a lovely meta sin where they're talking about a movie reference, and then the sin is well, this joke only makes sense if you understand the movie reference, and the sin ends with "What are you people on dope?" And I didn't understand the movie <laughs> reference. <laughs> Well, the point I was, was like, I literally tried to pick an obscure reference that it worked you know, beautifully. Would, because what is like, that man, from? Fast yeah. Times. Uh, oh yeah, fast, yeah, yeah. The teacher's like, "What are you people on dope?" That's right. Yeah. yeah. I I genuinely didn't get it was a reference until after I commented on the script and sent it back, and I was like, "Wait, what if that was the point?" I was like, "We'll figure it out." I guess, but it was beautiful <laughs> that. I didn't yeah. understand the movie reference while you were sinning the fact that people don't understand the movie mm-hmm. reference. Yes, yeah. Beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, the only other one I'll mention is how I shoehorned with the biggest shoehorn I could possibly find in all of England. Try and go look and try and go <laughs> look like... I spelled that 15 different ways and the original, <laughs> the original video edit... It was just try and go look. And I was like, no, you still haven't done it right. I was like, if this is too hard, it's fine. We can move on. We can we can leave it. So the behind the scenes of that is I read the narrator uh, notes. And mm-hmm. I usually do that before I narrate so that I, I know what's coming. Totally. And then when I yeah. got to that, I was just in a rhythm. And I just didn't mm-hmm. do it. I just I just told, it yeah. totally spaced it. I didn't see that. And so... When when the first edit came in and you were like, actually, this was supposed to... I was like, oh, I knew that. And I just didn't do it. So <laughs> it, was it wasn't that it was too hard. Moment. I just literally yeah. forgot when I, when I read through it the first time. So, yeah. But I would nearly cut it myself because I was like, triangle, look, triangle, look. That, <laughs> it's terrible. Does that only it's... work in my head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. sometimes... You're sometimes with puns, you're just feeling a little shoehorny. You know, you just... Oh, I love you, it. You, yeah. Yeah, Shoe, yeah I'm, I was shoehorny for that pun. Yeah, yeah, um, And the beavers and butthead... <laughs> the Beavis and Butthead outtake. Oh, I just yeah. love. So I, good. One of those beautiful times where I just said, let's play the Beavis and Butthead laughing behind these two. I didn't say go back and forward 17 times, but I'm so glad they did because the longer that goes on, the better it is. It's so, they know what the, even doing, the faces yeah. they're pulling are, are, are so, so perfect for Beavis and gr- Butthead. It's a great outtake package. It's also got the My Name Is uh, at the yeah, end, so which, which worked so out really well. So, yeah. What? Jonathan, what about you? What are your, some of your thoughts? Uh, I really like this episode too. Like I said, I've been watching as we've been going, so this is my this is the last episode I've watched. It's my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show confounds me times. Well, the show's about to get really bad in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's yeah. what I, I've heard. This uh, can't wait. Um, but the two episodes ago, the tug of war episode, I did not like. I remember, and that it that one felt like they were really starting to go towards. I don't know. It was. 
it felt more not exploitive, but it felt more just like, oh, look how gross we can make this mm-hmm. and disturb yeah. it. Yeah. And then the next episode, yeah. they didn't have a Squid Game, which it was, but it was still kind of interesting because they were doing some things that I thought was kind of like a world, I don't know, world building, but they were doing some things that were kind of interesting. So this episode, but then this episode, it just absolutely, it's like it just did a 180. And, uh, and I think part of that too is because we're getting down to the characters we've been watching the whole time. I mean, because a lot of the other people have died, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I just love the whole thing where, um, you know, they get in there and form the team and then they find out they have to play against each other. I thought so that good. was a, yeah. oh yeah. It was, mm-hmm. And then the stuff with, I mean, you guys obviously talked about with him in number one, but the stuff with uh, the guy Jihan knew, I can't remember any of the names, but the guy that Jihan already knew before they went into the game and uh, the, the, oh, the, yeah. the other guy, like the, the, where he, he tricked him into mm-hmm. taking his marbles basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that whole scenario was, <laughs> was really sad. Yeah, that's and, rough. And once again, you like you sit there and say that guy's a dick, but then you're also like, I, I mean, if I'm faced with being killed and I'm, it's me or a stranger, I don't know. It's just it's one of those yeah. things I, you I don't want to ever be in. <laughs> you, you would, you want to hope you just be like, just shoot me, just you yeah. know, like I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. do that you, to somebody else. Just kill me. I'm done. That's fine. This is the end of my life. But survival instinct is, it is heavy, yeah. man. Like yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like George Costanza uh, throwing the children and the women towards the fire as he runs out of the room. <laughs> you know, a movie that dealt with this really well that had a terrible American remake uh, was uh, Force Majeure. There's an avalanche at the beginning, and the father of this family just basically ditches his family and gets out yeah. of there, leaving mm-hmm. them to die. But it, it's just it turns out it's just a false like alarm kind of thing. And then the rest of the movie is them dealing psychologically with that moment. And yeah. it's it's a really interesting movie. High high Julie recommend. Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, high high recommend uh, of the original, yes. not the remake. Yes, um, <laughs> of that one. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tough to go through uh, a lot of what's what's happening here, and it's just all it's just all handled so well, evocatively. I think so. Yeah. Oh, and some of my I didn't mention any sins, did I? Uh, I loved the term fifty foot high corpse mobile." because <laughs> um, then immediately you're like if you have kids i think immediately when you hear that you're like thinking about what if i yes, you know it's like you think about your daughter it as absolutely a, is yeah as a baby in a crib with like corpses hanging over it's beautiful uh forced monogamy i thought was very funny yes <laughs> you have to couple i also like the sorry i find the lessons on this show to be a bit elusive at times <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> And then the, my, one of my favorites was the thing in the show where it said, your stories are too dark even for me, and the sin was just Eli Roth. Just <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, there you go. That is Squid Game. Gong boo. Uh, on to Cinema Sins. Don't Breathe 2. Speaking of oh, Eli Rothian girl, type things, I know he wasn't girl, involved in this. Um, but Stupid movie. <laughs> well, Fidi, I mean, Fidi Alvarez is, feels... Kind, I think he's more talented than Eli Roth, but he and he didn't direct this one. He directed the first one, but he does yeah. feel kind of more in line with Eli Roth than you know, like James Wan or whoever. Well, let's talk about it. This was a Atkinson Whittington script. So Chris and Ian writing on this one. Ian, the anger is mm. evident. The rage oh, within man. you. Tell me, man, alive. Give in to your rage. Let the hate flow through you. Yeah, go and for it. So last week, I think I said that me. I can't remember what me and Chris wrote on, but. He wrote, like, I wrote a lot, and he wrote twice as many sins. It was flipped this time. Chris wrote a lot. I doubled it and was so <laughs> mad. And Chris yeah. was just like, there was a disparity between the amount of sins we wrote. 
Like, did you really not I was like? Yeah, I really <laughs> did not like this film. Um, I, for me, I wanted the video to open with this film exists because it just un. Even if it's a prequel, and this is all stuff that happened before the terrible things he does in the first film, it's still tricky to root for him because of what he's going to become. Rooting for him after the fact is like borderline despicable. I, I. And they, I did a bit of research into like why, why did they make this film? And I said, yeah, we wanted, we wanted time for the original film to breathe, and we wanted to organically make a story that comes after this. And it took seven years or whatever because we wanted it to be natural. And I'm just don't do it. I just, I, I love Stephen Lang. I've actually, I can see the appeal of the character, but that doesn't excuse. His actions and how we are choosing, we've invented this person, we're choosing to then make another film about him and nobody's beyond redemption, but I just, it is so hard to root for this man and the film wants you to. The film wants you to have sympathy for him, regardless of the speech at the end, it wants you to feel sorry for him and... It was so hard to get on board with that. And I'm, I might be, be way too on the extreme end of the spectrum, but I just can't get on board with rooting for this man. Did you like the first one? <laughs> yeah, loved it. Absolutely okay. loved the first film. Um, I don't think any film needs the turkey basting, <clears throat> but I really, <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. I gotta be honest. I was, I was enjoying the way the first film was, like the suspense and stuff. And then yeah, when the it got to fantastic. what his goal was, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm out. Like, I mean, it, I it's could... not even the subject matter. It's the way it was. It was just the way mm-hmm. it was introduced. It was like a, I mean, I and they do... were trying to shock you, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It was too much for me. <laughs> I could have done without the last third of that film, for sure. Yeah. But the concept itself yeah, is yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's so, so I mean, good. survival and, instinct, right? I mean, yeah. But it's, but it's memorable. Like, it's, it's it is like, yeah. there, there's something oh, about that kind of, right. Like, it's so memorable. I don't even know if this video is out, but I'm not spoiling the movie because I'm, I'm not giving anything away. But it's so memorable that, that I recently wrote a sin where the line in the, the show or movie was just, you know, don't breathe. And the sin was just turkey basters. Like it is yes. that, like, pe- like people know <laughs> immediately. You know, you know. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. My totally. favorite was Ian while he was writing this. He was getting so irritated. He was like shooting us some stuff on Slack. And he just said, Captain Turkey Baster to the rescue. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite. Oh, man, it shouldn't be. But the fact that his first name. So I, the sin. It's talking about something, but I call him Norman Bastes. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that his name was Norman when I wrote that sin. Oh, that's funny. Oh, when I was Googling later on, I was like, his name is fucking Norman. Nobody really? calls him by his name. Nobody I mean, calls no. him Norman. But in the narration... He's turkey baster for the rest of my life. 100%. In the subtitles, it's he's off screen and it says Norman. And I was like, get out, is his name Norman? But yeah, there's only so many times you can call him the blind man. But yeah, mm-hmm. Norman Bastes was beautiful for me. Wait, he's yeah. blind? I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what made the first film unique, they lose that in this one to the extreme. Like, he, the, the concept that he can hear anything, and that's what makes him underestimated but still insanely dangerous, is lost in this film because they run circles around him and they take him out of that one location, cool environment. Um, and the, the biggest frustration was at the end when he's. Um, I can't remember his name, but it's the bad guy that's like in the basement and mm-hmm. he puts the bell in his throat. And I was like, the whole point is that you have enhanced hearing. You could hear the splashing. You can get the waves out of the water, but you had to put a bell in this man to throw a hammer at him. Mm-hmm. It just, it seems to have completely lost the point of the original film. Um, I did like that water moment though. That is very, very cool. Like that's really nicely done. However, 
like like I said in the scene, it relies on them assuming he's dead mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just riddling him filled with bullets just to be safe. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big risk to take. And it also relies on redeeming Raoul, um, that he's the one that's out of the water and just so happens to be the one guy that isn't going to, isn't going to also shoot Yeah, him. no, these... These are some of the dumbest criminals I've ever seen in a so movie dumb. before in my life. Like they make the they make everyone in panic room look like geniuses. geniuses. But I, so this mm-hmm. is all about getting the girls. I'm really going to go off on it. This it's about, I like panic it's fine. room, Aaron. It's it, okay. <laughs> oh, I love panic room. <laughs> yeah, um, I do too. <laughs> she, he's the whole goal is to get the daughter's heart for the wife. Fine, let's assume that that will work, and we can do the surgery. Everything's fine. Everything's hygienic. What's up with the family reunion then? You don't need her consent. What well, you do, but you're not aiming to get her consent. Just knock the kid out and operate. Why? Why the reunion? Did I miss something? It's it's so inconsistent. Um, the double bluff of the organ harvesting, and then it's not the organ harvesters, but it is the organ harvesters. It's so dumb. This movie's dumb. I was so angry. So, so angry at this film. This movie is dumb. We are all dumber today for what you have said. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Yes. yes. But I did take a lot of satisfaction from... It might be my favorite kid's scene where she just removes the, the sword and then kids. Like, kids yeah. do the damnedest thing. They're just going right. to stab you when you don't realize it. Yeah. But it's unreal. It's The screwdriver blowhole. Sorry, we'll leave it there. <laughs> the first thing you do, you reach for a screwdriver and you puncture this man's face. Yes, yeah, that's how you solve this problem. I thought he was gonna like just try to open the glue with it. You've I mean, got time. You got yeah. a couple minutes. Like he is yeah. not Aaron. What were your thoughts? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go next. So dumb. <laughs> Ian hates this movie so much he has decided to uh, to send it to me. So did you I see will... this, Aaron? So that's where I'll start. And just say this is a very very rare occurrence but it does happen occasionally where a sins video is my first interaction with the movie oh, um, amazing. there there are some times where i will be scheduled to write on a movie that i hadn't seen so i'll watch it first and then i'll send it uh but then the even rarer occasion where we send something that i haven't seen and uh, this is one of those cases i watched the original didn't like it uh it's just not my kind of movie i think that's just the simplest way to say it some of the tension is well done i get that it's just not that's all i liked what i care to experience um so wasn't excited about a sequel didn't have to watch it for any of my reviews and just never um got around to it it was never something i was going to get around to Mm mm-hmm and uh, so watching this was interesting. It's an interesting experience watching a Sins video for something you haven't seen. You know, like it's because we're not our primary goal is not to tell you what happened through the whole movie. No. Our primary goal is to pull things out of context and make funny jokes about them or points that make you think or whatever. And so but this one I kind of was able to follow fairly well. Felt like I understand the movie and can sufficiently say I don't. I'm glad that it's not something that I will ever seek out. Sounds too because every yeah. single plot mm-hmm. point is dumb and cynical. Yeah. Chris had seen it before too because we did a mini pod on it. It sounds terrible. Sounds absolutely it terrible. Is. I did. I did love the video. Uh, mauled to death by your own dog. Good times. <laughs> you know, made me made me laugh. And then the the whole sin about whether it was day or night and just ending with none of this makes any sense, so I'm just going to blame these lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was so like spotlights. Like, I felt like I was missing something because yeah. it was so obvious, yeah. but yeah, it's dumb. Uh, ending one of the most cinema things ever, ending the sin with, I don't care if it's true, it's still BS, <laughs> uh, is just beautiful. Uh, loved that. 
the the shout out a free child laying in the road uh that made me giggle uh, quite a bit uh another line that made me giggle just taking a break from some organ harvesting and meth labbing uh as they were all just sitting on the stairs and then of course i had to mention mention the uh, please hammer don't hurt them uh pun which i i thought was great and jeremy's delivery on that was was really w- wonderful because there was just like a real tension in his voice of please mm-hmm. please don't let this happen uh you know he sold it so, uh it was good what about you uh jonathan this is a weird one because I like these like uh, they're almost like what I call like gritty like Rio Bravo remakes like uh, Carpenter's got a John Carpenter's got a really good film early on called Assault on Precinct 13. But basically these movies were someone's people are trapped. Well, they remade Assault on Precinct 13. You might have seen the remake, mm-hmm. but someone is trapped in an in a building, an office, a prison, a house, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you've got the attackers on the outside trying to get in. And then you can have like kind of these cool action moments and stuff that can that can actually be done really well. I also don't mind having a complicated hero or a complicated protagonist like Mm -hmm. that doesn't bother me. In fact, a lot of the times that's more interesting. But I think if this movie is not a sequel to Don't Breathe and it's just a movie with another character entirely, maybe even still have him play the part, whatever. Mm hmm. I think it's I think we're having a different conversation about it. I think the thing that's really really hard to get past is what he did in that first film. Mm-hmm. It it's just mm-hmm. that's just I I can't root for the guy like and I and it, believe me, I don't think that the people that, you know, the the actual parents are any better, but just knowing what he's done, I just I don't know. No, it's it's too it's too much. But mm-hmm. I but I do think there are good things in it. Uh I think the girl the girl who plays the the plays the girl, she's I think great. she's great. Yeah. Uh, I love. I like Brendan Sexton the uh, third. He was kind of an it thing in the '90s for a little bit. He plays the main bad guy mm-hmm. um, in this. I I like him. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I thought also that pool scene. I don't remember why, but that pool scene bothered me for some reason. There was something dumb about that that I, I can't recall. You well, guys when might they have both even both fall into it. Yeah, that and there was just I don't or just that it was there. I don't, there was just a lot of stuff about that final sequence yeah. that seemed kind of dumb. Uh, but I don't know. So the movie, like, so in the end, I guess it's okay. I mean, I I would say I don't really like it, but it's mainly just because of it's impossible to get past what happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and so it's not something I will be revisiting anytime or if ever. Uh, I liked mauled to death by your pet doll. Good times. I thought that was funny. Uh, Jeremy's voice for the for the old man. <laughs> <laughs> was very fascinating. Um, I also like the character saying breathe three times and then the sin was um, don't roll credits. And then uh, like we've been talking about now, the audience will have no problem rooting for the rapist. So I thought yeah, it needed to be said. It's crazy. <laughs> Captain Turkey Paster. <laughs> uh, I believe actually, Jonathan, the category is therapists. Uh, therapists is actually the category. Uh, so <laughs> I read that's one of my least I, favorite word things. I fucked your mother last night. <laughs> what? That's like it's kind of sad now, right? Though because it's true, yeah. it's not around yeah. anymore. Yeah. But it's but I don't know. But I, I I always felt that was like a lot. He always seemed to get a kick out of it. Like he would make like oh, yeah. faces about he, it yeah. and stuff. But yeah. God, I wish I, I had, had Alex a sense of humor about If there's stuff. someone like I wish I had met, it's Alex Trebek. That yeah. probably sounds dumb because you're like you wouldn't want to be like a president or something. But no, I want to meet Alex Trebek. No, I don't think that's <laughs> something. Talk about classic films and stuff with him. That'd be awesome.
Uh, let's move into Punisher Warzone, a movie Ooh. that apparently exists. Yeah, uh, right? This was a Cardoso Dicer script. Uh, this was myself and Daniel writing on this one. And this one is in another uh, category that I just mentioned, which is something I had never seen until I send it. So I watched it first and then uh, and then shocked, send it. man. I figured you were a huge Punisher fan. Like you had all the comics. And... No. I thought the Netflix version was the first time the Punisher had been addressed. Come to find out, there's been a couple movies. There's been uh, three. That's what I was going to ask. Is this Dolph in... Lundgren played him in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Is this then... in that sequence or is this independent? No, is no, this no, a no, sequel? no. They're all kind of their own thing. That's uh, so strange. Uh, Thomas Jane played him in like an early aughts version. John yeah, Travolta was the that bad one. guy. It's, yeah. it's way worse than this. And then, oh, and really? then they did this one like a few years later. They've just tried to do Punisher movies every now and then and they just mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. have been successful. So strange. Uh, yeah. The... It's interesting, too, because I think the CinemaSins Twitter tweeted something about, you know, uh, a comic book movie you forgot existed. And the guesses literally, were beautiful. The guesses I, were... I didn't remember. So <laughs> many different guesses. None of them were right. Several of them were, oh, is this the Dolph Lundgren Punisher? And it's like, <laughs> you're so close. It's so you're good, so isn't it? Amazing. It's so good. Um, anyhow, uh, this movie is really terrible i just think it's terrible i i and the good. reason the reason it's terrible in my opinion is the tone disparity like mm-hmm. this movie doesn't know what it's going for i think if it had fully embraced i don't think if it had fully embraced the more serious part of it that it would have worked because i don't think the people i don't think they were pulling that off when they tried to do that but if it had braced and i think we even mentioned it specifically in a sin if it had embraced the self-parody element that it does a couple times in this movie i think it might have been fun i think it might have been at least better than uh it turned out being but the movie only does that uh a few times um i think that is the main reason i didn't like it um the uh the the shot where the parkour guy uh gets blown up by a a rocket launcher is (laughs) genuinely the best thing about this movie like it's just that's the tone I wanted from this movie. Uh, is that? And oh, that's the best thing. And like, it's not even close. Like, there's yeah, nothing. It's so nothing. funny. It's so funny. Um, Daniel had this great sin that I wanted to mention uh, because I think it's not only fun in great wordplay and clever, but it's also really, really true. And there's just this moment where somebody yells James, and then the next person yells gun. And the sin is just would have made this movie better. And it's so <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Because again, James Gunn, I think, would get a little bit more of that self-parody, a little bit more of that, you know, over the top quirkiness that could have made something like this really sing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to mention that one. But yeah, I did I did not enjoy this movie. Uh, but did enjoy writing on it. Uh, what about you guys? Um, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Well, this will be the one I'll remember because I was a reviewer. I spent like 30 or 45 minutes reviewing the script. And then I told Aaron I had my notes. He's like, uh, yeah, man, you just reviewed Daniel's script, but not both. <laughs> not the combine. And it was a great script, by the way, if Daniel's listening. It was a very good script. But yeah. uh, then I had to go back and uh, look at what Aaron had contributed as well. So that was fun. <laughs> and then it wasn't um, as good. Reluctantly. And then it really took a dive. The first note that I reviewed was so much better. Daniel send the parkour guy getting blown up. And I remember mm-hmm. I even put a note like, can we take a send off for this, please? And then Aaron <laughs> had actually taken a send nice. off. So I was very happy. Uh, but it was just funny. Uh, no, this movie's dumb. I or it, Well, it's it's, I, it's not good. I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I tried to watch this movie at least a couple times before in my past because people do like that. Like, I see this raved about every now and then. Mm-hmm. 
And so it got put back on my like I think I tried to watch it like when it, I didn't go see it in the theater and I think I rented it and and I or or maybe it came on cable but I couldn't really get into it and then I think it came on my radar again so I tried again but this time I had to watch it because I was reviewing and uh, it's bad it's so bad <laughs> like <laughs> I remember the Thomas Jane one b- being really bad too but I maybe this is better but I don't it's I mean that's nothing I mean it's not saying anything I think this movie's terrible I think it's interesting that it was directed by a woman which I think is one thing that kind of gets it some attention mm-hmm. uh, Lexi Anderson maybe I, I'm I'm ter- I'm sorry. Uh, and I don't have a, the directing's fine. Like, it's just like you said, it's the tone, right? There's just, it mm-hmm. doesn't make any, like you have that goofball cop that's kind of helping him. What was that character? Nothing. And yet everything. <laughs> I mean, what, the movie was thought that character was everything, but that character was nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's, it's overly violent for it. Yeah. I just, I have no idea what this movie wants to be. I have no idea. Uh, I did know, I'd never really read the comics cause I just never really got into them. I did. I did know who Jigsaw was though. Cause I think my uh, I think my stepbrother read the comics, and so I think I read the Jigsaw series, like when, when Jigsaw was like the main villain of like a six part mm-hmm. issue thing or something. So I did remember Jigsaw, but I didn't really remember much about him, and I just don't know a whole lot about the Punisher because basically the only time I really ever read him is like if he teamed up with Spider Man or something, which was kind of odd because they're very mm-hmm. different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so calling the Punisher discount Craig Ferguson, I thought was very funny. <laughs> Uh, the guy sniffing the coke or whatever in the sin is obvious jokes. That one was a little too on the nose, don't you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. That felt dicery. It was very dicery. Well, it was just because it's just the chance you get to sin yourself because that's a joke uh-huh. I would make. Like the guy, yeah. the guy in the movie was said something about keeping keep your nose clean, and then literally he turns around and snorts coke. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I see the joke there, guys. And I was I was so glad because that stood out to me that scene where he just starts talking about Iraq. And I was mm-hmm. so glad you guys send that like sudden social commentary. It was like yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's like, so now this movie wants to be like an introspective kind of thing. Right. And it's like, it's, so it's too late, man. I've seen too many people get their eyes gouged out. It's got 9-11 like, references that. in it. It's just like, it's like, what is this movie trying to do? It's just, it's like the definition of, a, I mean, we'd say a lot of movies are a mess, but this is definitely, the, this is like the definition of a mess, yeah. uh, tonally at least. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you? Oh, I'm definitely in the group of people that knew of Punisher and one of the Punisher films, but not this one. Like, as in no awareness at all. Like, just this could be the Mandela effect for all I know. Like, that right. everybody I knows felt the this same film, way. It's, yeah, but it was not never actually there. Unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, so I still haven't watched it. I will not be. This video was confusing. Like, the video <laughs> itself is great, but I still I don't know what happens in the movie. I don't know. I, I watched get- the movie and I'm not 100% sure. So <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. And I've already forgotten most of what I saw. It's It, it just seemed really dark and rainy. Um, and I just, you know, if you want Punisher, watch, if you want Punisher, watch the John Bernthal um, one on Netflix. It's I really enjoyed it. Um, the only thing I have to add about the film is that I went to the same college as Colin Salmon. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> So you're a huge Colin Salmon fan, so then, right? I follow him because I think it's important to follow people that you wow. have a connection to. Wow, that may be the most subtle in meta outtake reference we have ever had on the show. It would have been amazing. I, in all seriousness, though, so I genuinely like that actor, and I don't he's, think he's used. He's never used well enough. Like he's like the Colt McCallney. Fantastic. Um, yeah. He's absolutely. He's great in the the Pierce Brosnan James Bond films. I really, really like yeah, him. Yeah. In spite of going to the same college as him, 
Yeah, cool. <laughs> he's from my hometown. He's from Luton, yeah. England. Um, oh, man. You've for got getting out of Luton. shirts. I know you do. <laughs> you know it, man. <laughs> hey, there are, there are weirder people to be proud of, but... <laughs> I just think you need to respect the place that you grew up. But of course, of course. Like, that has always been your opinion and will always be your opinion. Yeah. People watching are like, why are they laughing? This is uh, Ian trying to be like serious about his love for yeah, something. Yeah, why are you being so mean? Just yeah, sorry about that. Disrespectful of my town. Continue on. So, um, of course, I'm going to... The, the, the Sia reference is so... Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. The chandelier. Great. Yeah. So great. He absolutely sold it. He warned Jeremy warned us he sold it. He absolutely sold it. And then for the next sin to be like, like it doesn't exist. Yeah, for it so to come back great. in. Yeah. So great for the, the return on that. So good. Um and how do <laughs> how do assholes slip through raindrops? What does that even mean? <laughs> it's, it's, what? What even is that? What are you referencing? Right. right. I just how does it happen? And if it does happen, why is that a good thing? I, I don't know. Right. It's great. great. Yeah, that that's yeah. that's it, man. That's not a weird film. What are the chances that you talked about this? You brought this up pre-show, uh, and, mm-hmm. then, and then we're talking about a mm-hmm. movie where someone's from your hometown. Well, <laughs> and I realized as it was happening, as we <laughs> migrated amazing. onto that subject, I was re- reviewing my notes, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to come back to bite me so hard." <laughs> this <laughs> is the amazing. craziest. That's like the that craziest. Is I mean, we always it's talk beautiful. about coincidences, but that that's might a big be the one. weirdest one. That's great. And wait, wait to the outtakes. It's amazing. You will know It'll more be worth during it. the outtakes. Uh-huh. Uh, you will know more. I'm not going to uh, include it in the outtakes. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> that right. Better. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking there was the other part of this that really stood out to me. That for some reason, there's just those little things in movies sometimes that that just tweak you wrong. The zoom on the slideshow. I just remember, like, <laughs> you're doing a slideshow and you have three consecutive slides. With a a a far shot, a medium, yeah. and a close up of a pi- of a picture, like I I, I give it grace if to. it was just two, like if it was just the big one, and then here's the guy we're talking about. But there's a middle frame <laughs> of your zoom on the slideshow. What are we doing? Uh, it's just uh, it how to piss off Aaron in two easy steps. Yes, exactly. It was, it, it was amazing. All right, let's move into keeping tabs. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at something else from the process of putting together this week's content, a weird Google search, deleted sin, uh, etc. Uh, Jonathan, you just wrote on commercial sins, so yeah, I, I don't, don't know if you had anything this week. No, I um, ate some Doritos. I ate yes. some Doritos. I did some research. How, yes. how do pigs fly, Jonathan? Um, did you Poorly. do some research on the the <laughs> thrust to drag ratio to uh, build a rocket that would fly mm-hmm. the weight of a pig? I really think you should have. Honestly, I should have probably. Yeah, uh, I might probably. have actually. I did. Go- I might have googled something along those lines. I don't know if it was that specifically, but whatever. I couldn't find anything. Whatever I was looking for, but uh, yes, no. I I I I just made fun of kids and stuff. <laughs> Yes, and parachutes, is, and got exactly upset about a parachute. Did. We didn't get to see the parachute. I was very upset. 
Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about you? <clears throat> so we've got a new segment, which is Ian does the math so you don't have to. Um, I, don't, I don't know how big <laughs> you're going to be. I hate doing math. It <laughs> so, gives me a headache. I, and I say I did the math. I used the internet to help me a lot. I did the math on the mini panic room that the blind man's daughter, okay. in quotation mm-hmm. marks, hides in. Um, how heavy it would be filled with water. And I based that. We get a lot of shots of people standing next to it. And I googled how tall that actor is. So mm-hmm. that got me pretty accurate measurements of the container itself. So ignoring the fact that it has to be watertight, blah, blah, blah. Um, I assumed it was made of lead, so quite a heavy material. I was quite... Uh, no, I did it with lead and um, aluminum, just in case. Just in case it was actually mm-hmm. lighter. Um, and regardless, even if it was made of lead, the amount of water it could fill in, it would have been light enough to push over. It wouldn't have been impossible. wouldn't have even been too beyond the realms of difficulty to push over um i was expecting it to come out really really heavy but it was something like in total maybe 60 pounds so Mm -hmm. it would have been all right to to push over so yeah it was it would have been great to put all of that math into a sin but i did not (laughs) i couldn't in good conscience but the fact that the door suddenly opens is some nonsense you know the weight of water is an interesting one i did some research on that for the first escape room movie because Mm -hmm. there's an entire escape room that has like a lake in it you know like kind of thing and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be above like it's not like Mm -hmm. ground floor or anything and i was trying to figure out like you know how you would do that and i eventually was like you know what technically you could reinforce it in a way that you could have an upper level room with that much water Mm -hmm. in it however where i was able to use it was at the end of that video there's this long line of how did they clear all this stuff out so quickly and one of them is all that water in that room like where is that going like (laughs) yeah because i mean technically because like you have pools on roofs and stuff so i mean yeah yeah it doesn't end up being as heavy as you think it's gonna be right right yeah so uh so i was still able to kind of just use the the idea of all that water um but but yeah anyhow uh my keeping tabs is a reveal as teased in the comments of the hawkeye video of the actual what was bleeped at the end of that video um so here without further ado is what uh, Aaron, as the character of the narrator, uh, said for the end <laughs> of Hawkeye. Son of a forced donkey and flirt with Satan until live beetles rain down to the earth and devour you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That sounds about right. <laughs> What's the demon thing? What's the, the flirt All right, here, with we'll, Satan? We'll listen again. We'll listen again. again. Son of a forced donkey and flirt with Satan until live beetles rain down to the <laughs> earth and Satan's devour amazing. you. That would be something Aaron would say if he got mad. Like he'd be making up stuff on the spot because he That's doesn't know how so to like. Good. Yeah. So one of the one of the things I try to do is use lots of Fs mm-hmm. and Ds so that there's kind of that like they can mm-hmm. even leave a little bit of that in if they want to. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah, forced forced donkey and, you know, flirt, you know, flirt with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Satan, may Satan flirt with you until Beatles (laughs) ring. (laughs) So good. Anyhow, there you go. One more time, the actual audio from the end of that video. Son of a forced donkey and flirt with Satan until live Beatles rain down to the earth and devour you. There you go. (laughs) Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. All right, let's move into the comments section. I want to know. 
I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from this week's content from the uh, various places that you reached out to us. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, uh, etc. I already used mine, guys. Uh, I already <laughs> used mine earlier in the show. So, uh, Jonathan, what is your comment this week? I took one from Punisher Warzone just because I thought it was funny. It was a YouTube comment, and it said, The supposed Swedish delicacy of kidneys and applesauce was actually a patchwork red herring to conceal the fact that fermented herring was essentially the only Swedish fish in the sea that Swedes were sweet on. I mostly nice, just wanted nice. to see if I could say that. But no, no I thought that was cool. Thought say it, it again. Well awesome. done. <laughs> no. No. Ian, did no, you have no, any no. comments before we do uh, nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers? Or um, no, did you just I've, have those? I've just got a straight run of nitpicking the nitpickers. Let's um, do it. Yeah. So, into Hawkeye. Um, it, this came off a little bit vitriolic, but we'll take it in the spirit that it's meant of trying to sure. correct us and make oh, us better people. Awesome. Yeah, yeah um, let's read people being mean as hell to us. That's no, <laughs> like, we don't have a segment if we don't do that. Um, right, what TV Sins doesn't understand is that with Marvel, it's all canon. So this is referring to... Um, I thought this was a joke. I saw this comment. I thought they were joking. Do you think it's a joke? I think it's a joke. We okay. continue. Okay, I maybe I've missed... <laughs> Context is hard when you're reading things, so yes, I'm glad yes, we're talking absolutely. about it. Um, so th it, this is referring to the final scene of the Hawkeye video, which is the narrator mm. being mad that he may have to watch a show that may or may not be canon. Who knows? Right. Um, right. So the, the commenter is saying the Sony Spider-Man films canon, the Fox X-Men films canon, the Snyder Cut canon, SpongeBob SquarePants canon, even this snarky video is now canon to the MCU. Shakespeare said it best, all the world's a stage and we're all Marvel characters now. And I, I honestly didn't know if it was like, stop worrying about canon because it's no. still a valid question no, but I think, yeah no i think he it's, just a, it's a he's just yeah make yeah they're just making a joke about how marvel, marvel canonizes things yeah, yeah yeah okay fair enough that's fair enough yeah. it's still an interesting it's an interesting point mm -hmm. yeah um what this one i really liked so we get a few selective episodes of game of thrones um, Breaking Bad, The Witcher, yeah, we get full season sin from Disney. Yeah, I totally believe this is a matter of preference. I love the <laughs> insinuation here that we are Disney shills. We will be. We absolutely will be. Call us, Disney. Call yeah, us, we, we'll we would totally do a, co a sponsored <laughs> run on your shows. Absolutely. I just love the idea that, yeah, Disney is paying us to rip their shows apart as much as possible. Um, hey, who knows? It's canon now. It isn't. It, it is an interesting uh, insinuation, and I wonder if the insinuation there is is more about like being shows for Disney, or if there is a more accurate insinuation that might be more of a, a green in that we specifically choose shows that are more in the like um, broad consciousness of pop culture as opposed to you know, the niche consciousness of to pop culture. Now, say, why not? Like, why wouldn't we? Well, yeah, because th <laughs> well, this no, is like what, what Aaron talks yeah. about working in radio. People complain about, you know, you play the same song over and over, but in reality, that's what gets you That's why they listeners. listen. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it is that interesting human psychology thing. And by the way, Game of Thrones is an interesting mention. We did that when we started the channel. If Game of Thrones was on now, hint, hint, new show coming, we would absolutely insta-send Game of Thrones. Like, you know, that's just not something we were doing then. Um, but that was in the broader public, you know, pop culture, comp, um, mm -hmm. you know, consciousness. So, and yes, that's a matter of a little bit of guesswork, a little bit of tent polling, a little bit of research, a little bit of search algorithms. You know, we're, we're you know, trying to give the people what they want. 
And that's Sorry. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, there's another one from Hawkeye, and this is I'm mentioning this because this is a sin. I actually went backwards and forwards on a lot, but I I kept it in because I wanted to have a dig at Kate and how she leaps to conclusions. But it's about how all um all Yelena says is that this assignment will not be hard to complete. And Kate says, Oh, so somebody hired you. And I still felt that was a leaf, but a lot of people in the comments said assignments, by definition, are given by someone else. So it is logical mm-hmm. to assume an employer. I assigned myself to dig out some comments from YouTube videos and present them on a podcast. <laughs> um, I assigned myself the task of making a cup of coffee for this show. When we're finished, I will assign myself to the toilet to urinate. I think you can assign yourself a task. You can. Yes, it's you odd. Can. But I don't, I think that was a big leap that the plot knew had to be made with, with a level of confidence that probably wasn't uh, justified. What do you guys did think? We was have I this conver- did we have this conversation in the writing process when I we reviewed? Because I remember, okay, no, yeah, I don't I remember, think we did. No, no, no. I remember thinking this is very close to argumentative, but Correct. I think it's, you know, uh, funny enough in a, in a good observation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Uh, the show doing something forceful that we can. Let it stand. So I know I've had this conversation in my head uh, when I read that. I think it is argumentative, and we try to stay f- from our, you know, away from argumentative stuff as mm-hmm. as much as possible. Um, but but I think it's funny, and I think that uh, that pedantry is what defines the channel in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, I'm very uh, apt to leave some of that stuff yeah. uh, in. Um, but but I I could go with a yellow on that because I you know there is there is certainly is a conversation possible. That could happen during the writing process where I bring that up and you're like, yeah, I guess it's kind of argumentative and we, you know, we take it out. So yeah. it's um, interesting. It's one I went yeah. backwards and forwards with myself and had some circular thinking and just thought, you know what? I've spent this long thinking about it. It has to be in the script. <laughs> <laughs> when technically it probably should be the other way. Yes, Let's think long, 100%. think wrong. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Total, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. There's the nitpicking, the nitpickers of the nitpickers. We will now move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond! Somewhere beyond my wildest dream. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else from the pop culture world that we have seen recently. Um, Jonathan, kick us off. Yeah, so I, well, I don't know. Aaron and I have been talking about a couple of recent things this week, so I'm worried I'm going to take his. uh, But I want to... You might. (laughs) So... I'm going to talk about the after party. Which <laughs> All right, is... I will find a new one. But no, this is good. I... <laughs> oh, no, no, you <laughs> talk about it. I've got, I've got three. So I've got three That's choices because I didn't know. Do you want me to talk about something else? I'm more than happy sure, why to. Don't you, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you pick something else? And, I'll and talk then we'll about talk the about the after, after party, party yeah, in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah. forget that, Ian. We're going to start this over. Oh, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's, uh, that's Ian's life motto, actually, is leave it in. So Yeah, yeah no, honestly, it makes it easier. I watched the new uh, HBO Max uh, Steven Soderbergh uh, uh, joint, which has, I guess, kind of become his home. And uh, his new movie, it just came out this past week. It's called Kimmy, uh, K-I-M-I. Uh, it stars Zoe Kravitz as, uh, uh, I, I don't really know. I don't know. She's not so much. I, I, I don't know if the movie actually really tells you a ton about, but she definitely, I don't know if she's agoraphobic, but she's definitely not. Oh, I think the movie makes it pretty clear she's she has a level of agoraphobia for sure. A level of agoraphobia, and and I will say this was probably the first movie. This has to be the first movie I've seen where I've seen TV shows that have been tackling COVID, Mm -hmm. but this is the first movie where I've seen like you know just random people will be wearing masks and stuff like you know what I'm saying. Like so, this this definitely takes place like during you know the height of all that. 
but anyways, uh, Zoe Kravitz plays a. Uh, she works for. She's just a. She, I guess she's just a tech person. Like she's really good with computers and stuff. And she works for. It's basically like an Ale- an Amazon Alexa device. It's called Kimmy. And she. I don't know exactly what you would call her job, but she goes through and listens to uh, customers that have had issues with the device, and then I guess she fixes them. Is that how Correct. you took it's a it con- here? It's a context fixer. Like, she, yes. you know, how your uh, devices will misunderstand what you say. There are people who listen to those misunderstandings. And yeah, I didn't then, know that. You know, code them. Well, I, I don't know that that's the case either, but this oh, okay. movie is saying that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it, bas- I mean, it makes it look legit, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's not. But anyway, so in, in the process of one of these, she thinks she hears um, somebody get attacked and uh, oh that's really cool and possibly more yeah it's really cool when people get attacked Ian it's awesome um I'm yeah <laughs> that's exactly what I meant <laughs> remember who's editing uh, no but uh so she so it's kind of a it's it's kind of a it's like a rear window type thing in it's the in the digital window, yeah. age right it's like mm-hmm. digital window uh and um so she th- so she starts but so she's at a bit of a disadvantage because she she starts kind of like she you know zooms with her boss or whatever and then she calls like the higher ups of Helm and she's trying to get somebody to take her seriously. And at the same time, you know, they want her to come into the office and she's not comfortable doing that. And it's just, so it's kind of this whole thing and it's all from her perspective. Uh, I think actually all of it's from her perspective. And uh, it's, um, it's definitely, it falls kind of in, I mean, I don't think you're going to be too surprised by any means. Like, I don't think there's anything in this that you're going to be like, Oh, this is a unique thriller, but there is still something that makes it kind of great. And I think a lot of that has to do with Soderbergh. I think he's just, he's, he knows how to handle these. Like he just, he tells a story like very few people can. Um, and it doesn't matter what that story is about. Like he has such a distinct, uh, like he has such a, a varied genres and stuff like that. I mean, he's, he's gone, he's tackled a lot of different subject matters, a lot of different genres. And I just always find myself, at least, even if I don't love what he did, I'm always like somewhat fascinated by it. Like, there's always something to take away from it. I think these HBO Max movies have been great, though. Uh, I don't know that he. I, I don't. I don't know that I've seen the Laundromat, but I like it more than most. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard some decent things about that, but I did see the other Meryl Streep movie he did, and No Sudden Move, and and this. So uh, I'm really enjoying this phase of his career. And Zoe Kravitz is awesome. Uh, I've always thought she was good, though. So I mean, that's not that's not really saying anything, but. Uh, she's really good in this. I think she's probably the only one you're really gonna know who it is. Most people, uh, the guy who played Buzz in the Home Alone movies is in it too. Well, I will uh, say, <laughs> I will and say, then, yeah, Aaron. I couldn't remember his name. So uh, Derek Delgadio, yeah, uh, who did In and of Itself, uh, yes. the the one man oh, cool. show, is his, is an acting role in this, and it's his first. And I can only assume that Soderbergh saw In and of Itself, whether live yeah. or the the video, and was like. Oh, I'm going to try this guy in something, you know, there's because he does act in that show. Like he's he definitely has a, a presence. Oh, for sure. Um, so it was really interesting seeing Derek uh, Delgadio in this. Um, but, and we also Aaron pointed out that the guy from the Home Alone movies who played Kevin's brother, Buzz, is actually named Kevin in this movie, whether that's intentional or not. <laughs> yeah, that's very fun. There's some and, Home Alone vibes to some of that. Yeah, stuff, I was going to so. say the scene that he the main scene that he's in with Zoe Kravitz turns into kind of a Home Alone scenario because mm-hmm. she's like she's mm-hmm. setting she's kind of trapping people and stuff like like that because she she's on the defensive so uh uh yeah no i thought it was fascinating i i really really had a good time with it it was really enjoyable um i i i recommend it so 
This will be our uh, main review on Sif Pop this week. Cool. Um, and so I definitely have thoughts uh, on this movie. Uh, primary among them is that Steven Soderbergh, like there are a lot of great choices when people ask the question, who's your favorite working director? Mm-hmm. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Damien Chazelle, Ryan Coogler, like there are all these great choices. Soderbergh, man, just keeps putting out mm-hmm. great movie after great movie after great movie. Uh, are they transcendent movies? No, I don't think I'd call any of the movies he's putting out on streaming transcendent, but they're all just so good. Like they're just sit down, like he knows how to own an audience. Like he understands tor- storytelling so well that he can. He just he just knows how to do it, and he understands good story. And this is a great story. It's really interesting. It you is, remember when he said he was going to retire? He's done like yeah, he's done he like did. eight movies since yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, he retired, and then he did television for a while. He did the Nick, which, by the way, yeah. the Nick is is pretty incredible mm-hmm. stuff too. Um, but and then he was like, no, I, I really like making movies. But what he's done since then is basically experiment. You know, he's just he's such a like his his the way he makes so many movies over short periods of time with technology is just it's it's really admirable. I love what mm-hmm. he's doing. Um, so yeah, so Soderbergh is great. This movie is great. I think I it is very much Rear Window. It's also very much Blowout. It, I think that's the name of the movie, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Travolta. Yeah. This this movie uses technology in such authentic mm-hmm. ways. I loved it as an audio person so much the equipment that was used in this the computers that were used in this the software that was used in this it's none of that like you know stuff that movies usually do where it's like oh we're just make up a a ui or like it like it feels like it takes place in the real world you mentioned the covid thing i've this is the first movie that i've gone yes that is how you handle covid it's just it's just a part of our history now it's just a part of who you know who we are it's just like it's not a plot point it's not anything like it's it handles it perfectly um zoe kravitz is great the tension there's a lot of run lola run here too like where there's like kind of this tense chase kind of thing that's happening um i was just really impressed i'm just so impressed with soderbergh and i love this i also like i also i want to say one thing i also like i don't know i don't want to i don't think this is a spoiler i i like how they handle like in these movies where you have like an agoraphobic, there's always the moment where they have to go outside. Right. And this movie handles that it differently than anyone I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like the woman in the window crap where she's like, oh, right. you know, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not, and I'm not making fun. I, I don't mean that, but I do think the movies kind of make it a little overdramatic a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't want that to come off. Well, me. and that may be Jonathan. That may be why they never explicitly state agoraphobia because they, they be, do yeah, not want right. to wade into her decisions that she's making. And would an agoraphobic, like a technical, medically, mm-hmm. you know, uh, assessed, uh, diagnosed agoraphobic, would they do this? How would they like? So they stay away from all that by never explicitly, you know, mentioning that word or saying yeah, that's, that's who she true. is. Which is really smart because it's a spectrum. Right. It can be anywhere, right. anywhere along the line right. on it. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I loved it, too. Um, high recommend uh, on HBO Max. Um, yeah. So, there you go. Since Jonathan stole mine, uh, I guess I should go next since you already know what it is. Unless Ian edited that out. In which case, he just edited this out, too. The after oh, party. God, <laughs> now, I have to edit something out. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not, Ian. You'll make it work. You never know. 
I'm going to talk about the after party on Apple TV Plus. Uh, This is something I've been, you know, this is catch up on TV time for me uh, the first couple months of the year uh, because I've been doing award season for movies and have watched like no TV. And so there aren't a lot of, you know, great movies coming out. So I watch a lot of television in these couple months and uh, was able to catch up on the after party which is a murder mystery that has a pretty cool concept where each episode is from a different person at the party's perspective. And not only is it their perspective, it's also kind of a different genre. Like every episode mm-hmm. is almost a different genre. Like one person's perspective is more art house. One person's perspective is musical. One person's perspective is, uh, you know, thriller. Um, so it, it's really a high school party movie is another person's perspective. And I think the new one is animated. Oh, see, I haven't seen the, the latest episode. I haven't just watched came it. Out. I just saw, I saw the picture of it pop up. Oh, on my, okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. So it is. The concept is really interesting, and I love it when a, a show or a movie has an interesting concept and then backs it up with also good content. And the content here is really great as well. Everybody here is having fun. Uh, oh, yeah. ben, ben Schwartz is one of my favorite performers right now. Uh, since Middle Ditch and Schwartz, I've just been in love with him, and I think he's so good in this. His episode is so fun and it, so good. I, I, it's, I, I think when all of a sudden, I, I think it's going to be like, I'll look back, like in five years, if you were like, what are some of your favorite episodes of television? I'm pretty sure episode three of After Party will be on that list. Because <laughs> it's, it's just a blast. It's, it's just oh a blast. And beyond that, the murder mystery is interesting. It I'm is. interested. I want to know who did it. I want to know how it happened. I have theories, of course. I have guesses, of course. But it's, you know, it's, it's presented in such a, a beautiful way. So. Yeah, I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, the after party on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I love it too. If you couldn't tell, but uh, Sam Richardson's also in it. Ike mm-hmm. Barinholt, uh, Tiffany Haddish. Um, I mean, there's just it's a really fun cast, and uh, I would say everybody's quite good. I mean, Tiffany mm-hmm. Haddish is definitely being Tiffany Haddish. I mean, she's not. I don't. But but she still really works in her role because she's like the detective. Um, and there's some interesting stuff going on there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the murder mystery. I mean, I guess we won't know till it ends whether it was, you know, whether it was a great murder mystery. But uh, so far, like you said, it's it's very I interesting. I, I think part of what makes a great murder mystery is how you feel in oh, the before, before the reveal. And, That's um, true. Oh, and Dave Franco. We didn't even mention Dave Franco's yeah, in this Dave too. Franco's get, and uh, John Early. Uh, yeah. who I know from Search Party was one of the main four he's characters. The, in he's Search the other Party. cop, right? He's her mm-hmm. partner. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Was. Uh, really great, great cast. A lot of fun. Highly recommend uh, the after party on Apple TV plus. Ian, what about you? Well, mine isn't current. It's totally random, but, um, I watched the invisible man. Um, the most recent week, one, I believe the most recent uh, one. Um, man, I had a really good mm-hmm. time with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, surprisingly really good and i don't know did they know that the universal monster universe was dead when they made this film or was this already in the can no they pretty much knew when they were making this they knew yeah this was because originally um the in the in the dark in the dark what was it dark monster whatever they were calling that it was uh johnny depp was supposed to play the invisible man in a movie so no that was going to be very different this was basically after Mm -hmm. that didn't work i think this idea got pitched and like Blumhouse mm. came in and said, Hey, we can help you with some of these. And then they, they it's great. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. I was really surprised. Um, I watched the trailer afterwards and was really disappointed that a couple of the big moments are in the damn trailer. 
um, there's a couple of um, reveals of the Invisible Man that are really well done. And if you're going to do a jump scare, this is the way to do it. It wasn't kind of cliche as you'd expect. Um, it's There's a scene in the restaurant where a death happens that is oh insane. Just unbelievable to watch. It's so good. Uh, as, as good as watching a murder can be. Mm-hmm. You're talking uh, about the yeah, dinner, it, right? It, You're talking about mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, dinner scene. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Unreal, unreal. Um, so yeah, it follows um, follows a woman that has escaped an abusive relationship um, and is then pursued by her partner who is believed to have committed suicide afterwards. Um, it is it's such a commentary on gaslighting and how hard women have to fight to be believed, even from other women as well. Um, and the bit that I pulled from it was that yeah, this man is invisible, but men that aren't invisible are doing this without the need to be invisible. By our by our birth, men have been invisible mm-hmm. and the the in in the sense of how they are they have the opportunity to be abusive and to gaslight and to do this kind of stuff as if they were invisible and they don't even need to be. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's it's such a such a good commentary on that without going without being too difficult to watch as well. It's still a kind of blockbuster movie that you could that you'd go and see um but yeah i had a really really good time with it very very interesting ending as well very interesting resolution and i think they're making another one i think it's getting a sequel and Hmm. i have no idea where they're gonna go with a sequel i really really don't it's hard because this this movie is so complete it's so it's such a beautiful complete complete piece and um you know that that social commentary stuff is so important and handles it so well I would go mm-hmm. so far as to say, other than maybe maybe the ending, um, this is as good a social commentary on you know what uh, what we would say what like the Me Too movement, uh, you know mm-hmm. those kind of things yeah. as Get Out was on racial politics. Like you know they're they're mm-hmm. both such incredible social commentaries at the same time as being great you know thrillers, entertaining entertaining movies. movies. It it is hard to justify the ending. You're right. Um, but yeah, all the way up until that point, I still, yeah, I'm not, yeah, it's, you can't really talk about it without spoiling it. But yeah, all the way up until that point, it is, the stuff it's saying is so powerful mm-hmm. and it's such a great metaphor for what people are, what women are actually going through. I think Lee Wanell is an outstanding director too. Yes. He's only done a few films mm-hmm. at this point, Agreed. but like Insidious 3 is way better than it has any right to be. Uh, yes. Upgrade, I love Upgrade, and mm-hmm. I loved this. Oh, Upgrade is fantastic. And I saw he's doing Come an escape. The original saw. Yeah, he's doing an Escape from New York remake, which I don't know what I feel about that. But uh, but I but I'm interested that he's behind it. So we'll see what happens. That's the Invisible Man. That is available on Max Go if you happen to have that streaming service, or to rent what? or buy. <laughs> uh, the After Jumping Party is on this. Apple TV Plus, and Kimmy is on HBO Max. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at Wits End. W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. And at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, the big guy from Hawkeye, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy National Clam Chowder Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. 
Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. It's interesting to, to live a life where um, you're, you wear a less black t-shirt because gray is just less black. That's all it is. It's just it's well, just all colors are less black. <laughs> all colors are on a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, but gray is on the gray scale, right? Like gray is a light and dark color. Like it's not yeah. it's not actually a um what's it called? The the, the fractal word I'm I'm not thinking that makes the rainbow. Um Yeah. It's one not of one of those colors. colors. So it's it's interesting to be so defined by what you wear that you wear a gray shirt instead of a black shirt and people are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> But to counter that, you not everybody wears the same T-shirt every single day, or the same. No, I know it's not the I'm same saying. T-shirt. That's but exactly the same what color. I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it makes creating an action figure for you really easy, though, which is <laughs> an, an obvious advantage right off the bat. The thing I don't like about gray T-shirt is if I start pitting, like it'll it'll show immediately. Oh, you know, black like, is great for not showing. Anything, anything, right? Yeah, there is a difference. Like I wear a lot of black shirts, but they usually have writing on them and stuff. Like you wear like Mm -hmm. the same plain black shirt. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you're going to be defined by that. It is what it is. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was saying. I get defined by Diet Dr Pepper by the people that listen to us. I mean, it's fine. Jonathan, you get defined by how you position your microphone. That's how silly. (laughs) Well, Aaron told me I, I couldn't do anything else from moving forward. That's true. You can't change it now. You're Wilson now. Yeah, That's the only reason yeah. I kept it this way. I've never messed with it. But thank you for telling me I look ridiculous. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, this is like six weeks uh, since I've had a haircut. Uh, but I wanted to schedule it right before the wedding. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. That's either a great idea or a bad idea. Because if they make a mistake... No, she's great. Like sometimes, yeah, but everyone has off days. Everyone <laughs> Thanks, sneezes man. and Thanks. slips. Two hours before my haircut. <laughs> Appreciate that, Ian. Thanks for the confidence. I got to be honest. I'm I'm gonna have to get new clothes. I mean, they will be the same. I will buy new uh, black t-shirt. But I'm starting to like swim in my current yes. clothes, which is really nice. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm about. I'm uh, a pound. This morning, I weighed a pound away from my next shave. So, yes. uh, so I may have it by the wedding, which would be which would be cool. Amazing. But, but, Man, yeah. you sh- shouldn't have had dinner last night. Or <laughs> that's do you not how weigh... it works. No, Ian, that's not how weight loss works. <laughs> I don't. You're shaving based on your weight. Yeah. So I, I didn't. Have I not talked about that on this uh, show? I Maybe I haven't. It. I've talked about it in other places. Uh, yeah. I, one of my incentives for getting healthy is I, I'm not a fan of having a beard. I don't hate it, but it's just not my favorite thing. And so I'm not allowing not allow my not allowing myself to be clean shaven until i lose 15 pounds so every 15 pounds i get to shave um and i'm by the way ian away. has a beard you and i do not have a beard just so we're clear <laughs> <laughs> i do feel a little bit beard shamed but that's okay i totally get it <laughs> actually what i have right now that i trimmed up this morning is technically called an extended goatee uh, you still have like okay. where you grow the beard ha- beard hair, mm-hmm. but you kind of like point like the goatee kind of goes out. So it's the Tony Stark. Yeah, it's I the Tony Stark. Call that yeah. five o'clock shadow or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is not. A, this is like. Yeah, but this has been growing it for growth. like two months. <laughs> <laughs> what was what's your supposed ideal weight again supposed to be? Oh well, it depends on who no, you. I'm, I'm like the BPI me. or whatever BMI, whatever that's called. Oh man, BMI is ridiculous. So I'm dumb. supposed to be 180 that's, pounds yeah, that's BMI. I, I will let you know right now, my scale is telling me my muscle alone, no bone, mm-hmm. no fat, no water, just my muscle alone is supposedly 205 That's pounds dumb. right now. 
So how am I supposed to be 180 pounds? Like, I, I would have to lose oh, all yeah, my muscle. Mine's like 140. Like, I mean, it's yeah. dumb. I'm 100 it's, and... BMI is ridiculous. I, I would look ridiculous. 190, 197. So I am technically overweight for my height. If you were 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, even <laughs> if I was 6'6". Six, <laughs> exactly. If you were 6'6", six, yeah. six, you would be 17 pounds uh -huh. overweight. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I've weighed 140 it's just before. It doesn't look good. It's like you can see my skeleton. <laughs> I love my lifestyle right mm -hmm. now. I love getting up and working out. I love what we're eating. Um, you know, I'm doing kind of a, a, a really easy form of intermittent fasting yeah. where I just eat from like noon to seven and it's working really well That's for awesome. me. Um, and we're having, you know, HelloFresh, <clears throat> which is awesome. That, that uh, commercial is due next week. We don't need to do it every <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this these this next uh, week and a half is going to be very interesting uh -huh. uh, work-wise, getting stuff done. Um, I think I've got my stuff, uh, my ducks in a row, but I, uh, I may not my, be thinking of some ducks. My ducks are quacking and flapping. Most of them don't realize they're ducks. <laughs> Your your work stuff, Ian, is a ducking mess a ducking right now. Mess. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Uh -huh. it is that's absolutely. What, that's what my phone always changes fucking to. It finally yeah. gave up though, and it quit changing it. But <laughs> it was like threw in the towel. This man is angry. Let him be angry. <laughs> I've told you about the the time I was losing weight, and the the woman yes. at church came up and patted my <gasps> belly and was like, "Oh, look at you!" Oh, like, that would horrify me. Um, I. Welcome oh. to welcome to what it might feel like to be a pregnant woman in some uh -huh. ways, you know, like <laughs> um, I've got an AITA, an ADA. Uh, am, am I the uh, the jerk? Uh, so the am I am I the agitator? Isn't that what yes, it stands for? Am one. I the agitator? Okay. Wait, right. is that acronym right? A ADA? Was it a am I AITA? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I wasn't speaking in narrator oh, okay, voice. Sorry, I was just sorry. speaking in Aaron voice. So here's here's my ADA. Uh, when you're a parent, and as I get older, I just have less and less time to care about what other people think of me, which I think is a normal human thing, right? I find myself doing things that I've never done before, and this is one of them. I will go to my children's band concerts, and the way they set those up is they have different groups of students you know, who are like the jazz band and the concert band and the sixth grade band and the seventh grade band. And I do not pay a lick of attention to anyone else's child. <laughs> it is only when my child is performing am I tuned in. I will be talking to my wife. I will be on my oh. phone. I'm sorry that, you know, <laughs> like I just I don't have time to care nope. that you think that I'm not paying attention to your child. I'm not going to be distracting. I'm not talking loudly mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be. So so Ada. Got it. Totally. Um, you are not. Of course not. Because this is... It's not like you're going to a performance where... the re You wouldn't be there if your child wasn't there. Ergo, the reason Correct. you're there is because your child is there. Correct. I'm not here to speak... Hear beautiful music from sixth exactly. graders. Like, that's as not, long as you're not yeah. affecting other people's enjoyment by the thing that you're doing. Right. Fine. Have at it. Yeah. I also don't... I, I wouldn't want you. No, it's fine. I wouldn't want you to be paying attention to my child. Like, as well. Like, if you're really engrossed, I'm kind of like, hey, what have you got invested in this? The person, the person behind me, I'm like zoomed yes. in on their kid in the band on my phone, like recording. They're like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> it's amazing. I'm curious about this too. Like, we're not we're not Texas, but high school football is pretty big here, especially in Middle Tennessee area. And you'll hear like when I used to listen to more sports talk on the radio. You'll hear people calling in and they'd be like, yeah, you know, if like the high school football, like uh, 
beat writer was, you know, on the show or whatever on Fridays. Random people calling, what's a good high school game for me to go see? And in my mind, I'm always like, if you don't have a kid at the school, none of them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could argue the same about a college football game, I guess. I mean, I, I feel like that's still, at least they're adults. And I, I feel like college football but is on a different level. College football is televised, isn't it? Am I right? Well, high school football, mm-hmm. technically, high school football high is school, televised. Yeah. Too. High school sports are televised here, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm not too sure it's weird, then. That might be too judgy. Well, um, I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah, weird may be the wrong <laughs> word, just not not for yeah. us. Like, it, yeah. I guess that's, just, that's I'm not trying to be mean. I like, get the what people you mean. No, here's what it on is. The, on the surface, here's what it, it is. We're, we're, we're going to be seeing a Broadway show, mm-hmm. right? There are Broadway shows. They're incredible. There's also off-Broadway shows uh-huh. that are really incredible. Chicago theater is a great theater scene. There's great shows there. Even local theaters put on good productions. I went and saw a local production of Music Man recently that I thought thought was really, really good. But I'm not going to the sixth grade performance of whatever Mm -hmm. it is because I'm looking for good acting. I'm going there because my child is in the show. Or maybe like a a relative, a nephew. Like where you draw that Mm -hmm. line is probably the difference. That commitment thing is really confusing to me as well. Like in, I don't know how it, what it's like with teams in America, but in England with soccer teams, so say you're born and raised in Manchester and Manchester United is your team. That team is not filled with players from Manchester. The vast right. majority will be European or mm-hmm. Brazilian or there may not be a, sim- a single Mancunian on the team. Which doesn't say anything less about the team, but it makes me wonder, why is your affiliation to the city that you live in when the team has nothing to do with Manchester? I don't know. Well, I think professional is different. But like hockey, for instance, you have a lot of like Canadians and what, Italians, maybe? I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of... Uh, uh, Italians? I don't, I don't know why. Is, it, I don't is know hockey why I like a big Italian, Italian I don't know why I Did Italian. I know that? <laughs> it, it, Italy famous for its ice. That's a spicy <laughs> puck ball. I'm not including that. In- <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any kind of rooting interest in <clears throat> like uh, like British filmmaking? Like anything like that where it's like something like, you know, uh, Edgar Wright, you know, doing doing amazing or the fact that, you know, Hitchcock was British or what, whatever the case may be. Genuinely, no. Because okay, this, but you can, but you can can you conceptualize that can, a little bit more? If they're from your hometown, I see. Nope. I think that's a little different. Like nope. it's. Don't well, even I'm that. not saying I like them better, <laughs> but like it's. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, cool. They're from you know where I'm from. I don't know. Nope. Right. So like Kesha from, lived in Brentwood. I'm not a huge Kesha fan, but it's kind of cool. We both grew up in the same place. I guess. Why? <laughs> I don't know. So, it's just me. no. I'm being deliberately Proximity. extreme. I. Proximity is a real it's, thing. But why it's, just, it's just like people know, like people are talking about Brentwood, Tennessee. Like that's just that's interesting to me. You know, it's like because yeah, I don't know. I, it's I, like, I, it's I, where you're I from. Get it because it's like it's an acknowledgement and it's oh hey people understand like people know the place that I am. Like it's people acknowledge it, but yeah, it's a connection. For me, it's, it's a connection. It, it comes back to there is no way I could have controlled that I was born in England. Like, it is just as likely that I was born in literally anywhere in the country. I just fluked into living in England. So I don't know why that fluke of, like, birth yeah, but that's still where is you a reason up. to be attached I mean, to British filmmakers or anything naturally English. Maybe you just but, don't have nostalgia. I think you're being a little... I think you're being a little purposely obtuse here. I think... I think... I Because... Okay. He's just not nostalgic. But there is that. But also... I don't see why being from Britain makes you any more worth 
following because I too am from Britain. I, I'm much more attached to somebody that I would connect to because of the stories they're trying to tell and then follow them for that reason. Like, nationality has nothing to do with it for me. Do you realize what you're doing is you're stating the opposite view of why representation is so important? You're st- like you are stating the opposite. Like none of that stuff should matter. Why does it matter that I just happened to you know be black and the person on screen is also like like that's, that? Like of no, course no, no. it that's matters. Not, that's definitely not what I'm saying. So, but it's the same. But it's a similar idea. You like representation, like commonalities. Like that's a very human thing. Okay, like, I'm probably being a bit utopian. It shouldn't matter. Yes. Okay. It, correct. Yeah. No. No. no I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. We've made it matter. Because we have silenced those voices and we... But this we is different than being a fan of a football team. Yeah, I, this I, is I'm, escalated, but... Well, I'm, I'm trying to get to the mm-hmm. heart of the idea of humanity. So you're... Like, hu- like how humans connect with other humans mm-hmm. that so they don't know. So you're saying you don't understand if, if someone grows up in, in, I don't know, let's say Seattle, you don't mm-hmm. understand why they're a Mariners fan? I can conceptualize it, but I just don't understand the logic. At the same time, you're correct. You don't have to be. Like, for instance, I grew up a Raiders fan because my family was Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. When the Titans came, some of them just became Titans fans. But I and was that, like, well, I've exactly been a Raiders I mean. fan my whole life. So uh-huh. so the sense of community is a reason, but it isn't a logical reason. So, yeah, it's something to share, but shouldn't it be based on merit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure I've congealed So the only plan. teams you should root for are the best no, teams. As soon as I said it, that was wrong. But... <laughs> I think where, where you really, what you really put your finger on, Ian, that is really important is there's a utopian element of the logic of it all that is that is really important to look out. Now, we don't live in a utopia, no. so we have to work with the ideas of human nature, cliques, mm-hmm. uh, communities, like all those kind of things. But yes, in a perfect world, those kind of things would not differentiate us in a mm-hmm. way where we would be against each other. The question is, can we use that human tendency for fun, right? Can we use that human tendency to uh, tribalism? Let's just call it what it is, 100%. tribalism. You know, can we use tribalism to have some fun together? And for now, yes, but maybe later, no. You know, history changes things. So yeah, it becomes Me interesting. following and being proud of a, of a, like you used Edgar Wright, for example, a, uh, an mm-hmm. English yeah, sure. white man that is making great films. Me not caring about following him is different to somebody from uh, a minority that mm-hmm. wants to that we need to be promoting and putting them on screen. That's totally, totally different. Right. So, and yet it's the same. And yet it's the same. However, yeah, you're correct. But because of human nature and because of history, it's different. Yes, absolutely. So I absolutely. would probably 100% feel different if I came from one of those communities. But me specifically, right. I it seems so silly to be attached to to that sort of thing just because I happen to be born here. So I, I think just that's don't a good have instinct. that connection. I, no, no, no. I think that's a, that is a good instinct for you to question that, especially because you know we we come from more of a place of privilege, 100%. and we should be questioning that more and more and more. Um, I think it's also good to to recognize uh, that it is a part of human nature and that we have to reckon with. I mean, the whole polarization of politics has to do with this identity politics, mm-hmm. the idea that, oh, this is my group and you're in your group and you're the bad guys and I'm the good guy. And that's what it all comes you know, down and it's to. why we don't have constructive conversations. I didn't really think about that till recently when you're like it, when you when you say something like, you know, I just I don't focus on that because. Like I don't, I choose not to focus on politics because I don't want that negativity in my life. Like that's privilege, and like I never really thought Absolutely. about that mm-hmm. until recently. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Because sometimes yep. if you're in a situation, sometimes you have to focus on that, you know. And it's easy to ignore mm-hmm. something that isn't affecting the way that you live and but the way your family. It's definitely lives. privileged, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's interesting. Totally. There's just, learn it. You learn every day. That's the important thing, I think. And then I said anal. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 